Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with Zachary Beach. Zach, how are you, sir? Tyler, I'm, I'm doing excellent. Uh, Northeast is it's doing a little better. We're uh, we're making it through. We're in midsummer right now, so can't be a better place in the world than uh, Southern Rhode Island here down here on the water. So I'm I'm having a great day. That's awesome, man. You know that's the way to look at it because a lot of people may say, "Oh gosh, this summer's so different." You know, we've got all these problems going on, and yeah, usually summer's great, but this summer's horrible. So I love to hear that mindset. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're you're speaking with somebody who's got two young kids, uh, a wife and a dog. So, didn't matter what my summer was going to look like. It looks like exactly what it is this year, and that is, uh, you know, just hunkered down with the family, uh, spend any additional energy that I have outside the business, just hanging out. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything's good here. That's awesome, man. And you know, I think it's given us all an opportunity to grow. It's given us perhaps a little bit of space to invest further in ourselves or systems or in our own mindset and our own leadership and our own peak performance ourselves. So it's given us maybe a little bit of an opportunity there. I think life is all about opportunities and how do you, how do you frame things, right? Whether it's, you know, whether it's a shifting sort of economy, whether it's, you know, a set of circumstances, it's all right, is it woe is me or is this an opportunity? So I know we're going to have a great discussion around that today. And I really appreciate you being on the show because I know we're going to serve many people today. So with all that said, I want to welcome Elevate Nation back to the show because it's time to take it to another level. Absolutely. And I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where we you know, discuss the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from those that are elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself and pass that along to the people that are important to you because we all have that opportunity to do so. This is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we're doing on the show, please subscribe, give us a rating, a review. It helps. You know, our goal is to reach this message to millions and millions of people. I'm not going to stop until we get there. I know we will do that. I know we have the capacity to do that because guess what? Most people want to live a life of fulfillment. They don't really know that. They don't know it consciously, but they're not willing to live a life they just tolerate. I don't know about you, but I found the path and it's really through investing in yourself and committing to constant and never ending improvement in addition to real estate. We love real estate. We love what it can give you on a practical standpoint. And so that's what we're all about here on Elevate. And so let's dive in. And I want to introduce you to Zachary Beach, aka Zach, uh, who's an expert in buying and selling on terms. And he's also an Amazon bestselling author of The New Rules of Real Estate Investing and co-host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. He is partner, COO, and coach at Smart Real Estate Coach. In September 2020, they'll be releasing a revised edition of Real Estate on Your Terms, which Zach will be co-authoring. At the age of 25, Zach decided to leave the world of bartending and personal training to jump into the family business. It was one of the first big risks that he took in his life, and as nothing is guaranteed. Plus, he knew absolutely nothing about real estate, which I, I, I know what that's all about. I was there at one point myself, for sure. And many of us are. We've got to start somewhere, so I appreciate that. Through hard work, in-house training, and implementation, Zach has now completed over 100 deals and growing. 
And on top of that, he coaches students around the country on how they can buy and sell property just like his family still does. Now as a group, they buy and sell 10 to 15 properties a month with predictable and scalable system, with a predictable and scalable system controlling between 20 and 25 million of real estate at any one time with little to no money in the deal and no banks involved, which is highly interesting, of course. Zach has been in the business for over four years now and he runs all operations of Smart Real Estate Coach on top of continuing to coach his students and associates. He has an amazing wife, Kayla, and two small children, his son, Remy, and his daughter, Bellamy. He is a prime example of how to be successful in both business and at home. So with that said, Zach, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about yourself behind the bio. Yeah, that was the longest bio. I, <laughs> I, 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 you, you made it sound great, though. I, I pride you on that. Made it sound me. Made me sound way better than than I promised you I am. Uh, so Zach Beach, uh, he's I was a bartender and personal trainer growing up. I mean, coming out of college, I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do. Never did I think real estate was going to be my path either. It's not like I was like, this is going to be it. I didn't do a bunch of research. I didn't take a bunch of courses, which I know uh, many of you out there have done to like find this like burning desire to be in real estate. Uh, it actually kind of just fell in my lap and in all honesty, it may not seem like it was uh, a big risk at the time being about 24, 25, but I was used to being a bartender. I knew what the predictable income was and I basically just cut it off. I burned the bridges and just said, I'm diving into real estate and I did start with cold calling and fast forward five years later, I mean, here I am today. Wow. So you made that that decision to leave something that was certain to you at the time to something that was definitely uncertain. I mean, describe that. I mean, what was what was going on in your mind at that time? I mean, what what gave you the audacity to burn the boats and to to, you know, really take that leap of faith? Yeah, I was so bartending and personal training, as you can imagine, are completely different opposite schedules and, and typically a, a complete opposite person. Like at night, um, you know, I'm up late at night serving drinks to people, letting people have a good time. And down here in Southern Rhode Island, uh, we're at a place called Newport, and Newport's a, a huge tourist destination. And uh, and then I'd, I'd sleep for like three hours. So I'd get home like three in the morning, I'd sleep like two or three hours, and then, uh, or power nap. And then I'd get up in personal train people from like five to 11 in the morning. Uh, so doing that for years on end, uh, as you can imagine, I, it was like burn the can off both ends. It was starting to get frustrating. And, uh, and it was just one of those like moments in which I'm like, well, if I don't succeed in real estate, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? I can go back to bartending and personal training. Uh, I can always go backwards, uh, which I was, I was honestly never going to do, but uh, that was just one of those moments. It was just, it was April of uh, four years, had to be four years ago, April or five years ago. Uh, I started in April as a bartender and I ended in April. I told them by the time I was 25, I would retire because uh, I just saw people as I get older and bartending and I, I didn't want to be one of those. Uh, so here I am. Um, so I just made the leap and, and went after it. I mean, luckily enough, I had some mentors and, and still have some mentors along the way, which have allowed me to continue to invest in myself and, and, and grow my, grow my life. I love that. You know, it's, it's so interesting when you kind of take an inventory of, you know, what it is that you have in terms of your life circumstances and what it is that you want, you can start to make clear decisions like that and, and take leaps of faith 
without feeling totally uncertain because you're so convicted for that. And I could just feel that, you know, with what you just, just described. So tell me about, you know, what are some of the characteristics or, you know, you know, I guess, personality traits that you've had to develop, you know, through this transition to be successful in real estate thus far? Uh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, growing up, I, I growing up, I didn't have like a, a lot of direction in Aussie. I have a single mother. She was amazing. Uh, but, you know, I had to kind of figure out a lot of things on my own. Uh, so transitioning into real estate, I just took the things I knew I had, which were um, you know, grit. I knew I could, anything I would, uh, try, I would eventually succeed or I would die trying it. Um, so I, I knew I had that and everything was very forceful, but it got me to a point in which I could start looking to find, uh, you know, what was the true skills I needed to acquire. And once I had some clarity upon what those skills were, uh, the number one thing I would always say is personal development. I mean, I spend at least an hour, let's say half an hour to an hour every single day um, personally develop myself, whether it is for the company and the growth of the company, like as a leader, uh, as managing teams, or it's personal developing myself on how do I have a better mindset? How can I make my routine better? How can I access, you know, a higher peak performance on a day to day basis? Uh, so I, that would be the, that'd be the number one thing that I, I, I learned was that I had to learn and I had to learn a lot. Um, and then the second thing was I had to be super comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, growth has that effect on you. If you are not constantly in a position of uncomfortability, then you're not moving forward. Uh, and that first leap of, hey, I've only been making calls, cold calls, uh, to buy real estate for like three months, and I'm going to bet my you know, uh, bet my entire paycheck or my life moving forward on this. Um, you know, I, I just had to continuously be uncomfortable. Um, that I think those would be the, the top two things that, that come to mind organically off the top of my head of, of what you need to do if you're trying to make some sort of transition. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. And, and that's what I love about doing this show is that it is all organic. There's no, you know, prepared script or anything like that. So this is all real. And I appreciate that. I mean, some of the things I got from that is, you know, obviously grit is something that you learn in terms of, you know what, it's challenging, especially when you get started. I mean, there's so much to learn. There's so much to really transform into as a human being, as a leader, as a communicator, as an investor, and all these different hats that you have to wear to be successful. And, you know, investing in your own personal growth, your personal development on a continual basis is obviously as important to you as it is for me. And that was one of the beautiful blessings I think that I got out of real estate myself was learning that, you know, to be successful, I had to grow as an individual. I had to grow as a human being and someone that, 
you know, not only understood my own psychology, my own mindset, and how that I could get myself into a place of peak performance, but also how to lead others to get them to a place of peak performance. And I find it to be fascinating that we're all driven by, you know, financial freedom or financial abundance. But really, when you get into it, the, the blessings are really what you become as a human being. And so I would imagine that you've experienced that yourself as well. And I, I see you nodding there for the folks that are watching on on YouTube, you can tell he's really vibing with me on this one. But, you know, talk to me about that peak performance. I mean, as, as you show up every day, and obviously, you're spending time and in investing in yourself, you're pouring into yourself, whether it's knowledge, you know, whether it's your health, um, you know, obviously, with your background as a personal trainer, I would imagine has um, some impact there as you continue to invest in your fitness. But talk to me about peak performance. And what are some of the components there that you find to be very important for you as you continue to grow in that capacity as well? Yeah, before I move on to the peak performance, I just want to say, yeah, totally, totally with you on this. Isn't it amazing how like you set one goal and then like it could be financial, right? We're like, we all get into real estate, not because like we think real estate's cool. We get into real estate because of the promise of massive wealth, right? Yeah. I mean, there's like that that knowledge that like most people out there that are like billionaires have built it through real estate. So uh, I'm totally with you. And then, and then it escalates and all of a sudden you become this amazing person or you're on this amazing journey to, uh, you know, the kind of self-fulfillment, um, which is way beyond the financial. Um, when it comes to peak performance, I, I would always say that the beginning of your day is what is going to determine. I'm a huge uh, fan of morning routines uh, and getting the right things in in the morning. So. Because then if you can win the morning, then the rest of the day you're going to win. Um, so the way I always look at it is, so as soon as I get up in the morning, um, especially, well, to begin even before that, sleep is probably the most important thing. Uh, and it's not just because I had a lack of sleep for like five or six years by being a bartender personal trainer, but every research that, that's out there, if you don't get a good night's sleep, then you can definitely, then you're never going to even come close to because your brain is not going to have recovered. Your body's not going to be ready. So if you could do one thing right now, that's just get a better sleep. Get your eight hours in. Um, so get a good night's sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, I like to wake up early. Uh, I'm definitely a morning person. I like to wake up right about 5 o'clock is right when my you know internal alarm goes off. And then I like to go right into a workout, get my workout done. It's usually about a half an hour to 45 minutes. From there, I, um, I'm a big fan of Sam Harris. I don't know if anybody uses the waking up app, but a good mindfulness meditation is real important. I think after that, or at least before you begin your work day, uh, it's probably the only time that us high performers or those who are juggling a million things actually get the time to just focus on themselves and their mind. Uh, and I can always tell when I do and don't do it. So uh, my, a little bit of mindfulness, and then typically I'll study something. For like a half an hour, either it's a webinar or a group that I'm a part of. I, I mean, I am a coach, but I have use. I'm usually either part of a group or I at least have one other coach at any given time uh, to help me with either personal or business performance. So I study, and then as soon as that's done, that's when it typically leads me to like my um, beginning of my morning meeting. I meet with my my team. We do a quick huddle. Uh, that way, the team had now hits its performance, and then I like to tackle. As soon as that's done, I like to tackle my major priority or something I can get into for like 90, 90 minutes at least. That way you can get a nice state of flow. You can be dialed into one. 
And that usually brings me to about 10 a.m. Uh, and at 10 a.m., I mean, now I've accomplished so much at the beginning of the day that anything moving forward, which we know we're going to get bombarded by things now, as soon as you open up your calendar, as soon as you let people know that you're out, you're going to get bombarded. So at least uh, high performance is definitely that five hours in the morning because the rest of the day it could go to crap, but at least you know you've made some progress. I love that because it's all about the structure, right? It's all about the preparation and the plan, right? You know, it's like what Ben Franklin said, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And you've planned, you know, by starting the previous evening, right? With setting yourself up with great sleep. And it is really interesting when you study the effects of sleep or lack thereof and and what the compound effect there is, you know, whether it is that day or so on and so forth, as you continue throughout your week, your, your month, your year, and so on in terms of your health, but also your focus and your learning and the way that your brain really consolidates its memories and thoughts and oh my gosh, so many things, so many things. And so then starting with fitness and health and you know, your mental health thereafter, investing in your learning, because you know, if you're not if you're not learning, you're 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 regressing. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying, so to speak. And then setting yourself up, I love just kind of recalibrating you know, yourself on your day of, all right, the first 90 minutes, I'm focusing on my top priority. I think there's so much value in that. And, you know, also beyond that, it's determining, well, what is my top value? What is my top priority? And what do I need to be executing on? So tons of value there. And I love how that puts you in a position to not only perform at a peak level for yourself, but then to be in a position to focus with your teammates and with other people that, you know, other functions of your business. So I really appreciate that. Another thing that you talked about a little bit earlier was, you know, getting to a place of self-fulfillment, which was quite a deep concept. I'd just be curious. I mean, have you defined that for yourself? And if so, like, what does that look like? Uh, Honestly, I think it's a journey. I don't think there's really an end destination when it comes to self-fulfillment. I know now we're getting a little bit, uh, a little bit in the weeds here Mm -hmm. or a little more woo-woo as people would call it. But um, I, I think it's important that we are always looking to progress uh, both personally uh, and mentally, especially. So the reason why I, I truly believe the reason why we all work out or most of us work out, most of us eat healthy, uh, study, look for continuously trying to level up on everything is because we're, we're all searching uh, for the best self that we could be. So that's what self-fulfillment is to me. It's like, I don't think it's ever an end destination. I think it's as long as, as long as we're continuously working towards bettering ourselves, um, which tends to come with like intrinsic motivation, right? Which is like, this is all internal motivation. This isn't external. This isn't finances. This isn't your money. This isn't how many real estate deals can I do? This is how can I be in line with myself to know that, Hey, I'm moving in the right direction uh, and trying to become a better person, trying to be that best person. And then all the external stuff comes with it. Like you were saying, it's like if you work on yourself, then then your external world is going to be much better. Like there's no way that I could be in this position right now as the bartender five years ago. It just I I didn't work enough on myself. I didn't spend enough time on myself. I didn't I didn't know enough. I didn't implement enough. Um, it's just if if you continue to focus internally, everything externally will work its way out. Yeah, no, it's so true. And, you know, it's one of it causes me to think of the concept that, you know, to be successful doesn't require necessarily money. But when you become successful, money follows that it's not the other way around. And I think it's so, 
so interesting that, you know, this is a correlation and this is the pattern that I see with most peak performers, with most high performers is that, you know, they invest in themselves and they're always looking to become that next version of themselves. They're always looking to become 1% better, so to speak. Um, so with that said, and they're always also looking to raise the bar with themselves, not only personally, but also professionally. So I'd be curious just from a business perspective and what you're doing professionally, you know, how are you raising the bar uh, currently? Just give us an example. Yeah, so we have, uh, we have a mission right now to help our associates. So those are people that we lock arms with and they're part of our coaching programs and we help them do deals. Uh, and our goal by the end of 2022 is to help them do 1,500 transactions. Right now we're, we're in progress. We're doing about 30 transactions a month now in the, the last 90 days. So in order for us to get there, uh, not only do I have to become a better COO or a better partner in the company, but I then have to become a better leader in order to um, help the next level down. Or we actually have certified coaches that help out these, these associates as well. That way we can make a bigger impact because the only way we can make a larger impact is if we affect those around us. So my constant level up right now is all about um, leadership, team building. Um, I, know this is, I know this isn't real estate related, uh, but – it is in a way, because if you can build a better team around you, then you can actually accomplish more real estate deals. So, and this may be, I'm trying to meet you where you are in a way too, because you could be listening to this right now and say, hey, I'm a solopreneur. Uh, like, what is he talking about team building? What uh, I would, this is a couple nuggets I'd give you then. Number one, then I would just be start becoming the best CEO possible because most of us come into this business and we think, all right, I'm just going to do transactions. Okay, well, you're going to do a bunch of real estate deals and then you're going to be acquiring another job. That's not what, that's certainly not what I want for you. I want you to start thinking, okay, well, I'm doing these transactions. Well, once I get to a certain point, how do I then delegate, elevate, so that way I can start looking out of the business and not in the business. So that way you can build the next person down, whether it's a virtual assistant or an executive assistant or uh, somebody that's an acquisitionist or or whatever your plan looks like, but just always constantly be thinking, how can I level myself up, like uh, using Tal's words, in order to put myself in a better leadership position where I can work on the company, not in the company. And then as you can continue to start building out and start focusing on your teammates, then you can actually build a better company um, and then do more transactions than you could probably ever think of, uh, or buy more real estate or hold more real estate, whatever aspect of this real estate business you're in, and then eventually you get to be the CEO, make really cool decisions, and then get those benefits of, hey, you're not buying some real estate for 80 hours a week. You're hopping in, you're making big decisions, and you're letting your team run with it. That was amazing. I love the delegate and elevate, man. That's a, that, that might be our new tagline here soon. But uh, no, it's huge. And I think, you know, it all starts with being the leader of yourself, being the CEO of your own life, you know, whether it is your own personal growth, your professional growth, your your health, your wealth, your, your, your family and all these things, but then showing up as a leader, maybe you are a solopreneur, which many of us started in that capacity, right? And how can you lead yourself? How can you be the CEO of your business? You may not have employees on your team, but there's always other folks to leverage. There's always other folks that benefit from collaborating with you, whether they're real estate agents, accountants, um, property managers, contractors. I mean, there's so many people out there that would benefit from you delegating to them. So I think it is a little bit of a, a frame shift, uh, you know, to say, hey, you know, when I, 
some people think of the word delegating as, oh man, but I'm making them do my dirty work. You know, they don't want to do this. But guess what? There's always somebody who wants a new opportunity. There's always somebody who wants an opportunity to contribute to you. So uh, it's exciting. And then as you grow, you can continue, you can build out a team internally. Uh, or, you know, there's so many creative ways to structure a team. And I think it's extremely relevant in real estate. You can, this is not, it, you know, there's no I in team, as they say. You know, some, I don't know who said it. It was a basketball player. But there's a me, right? I think it was Michael Jordan who said that. We're not all Michael Jordan, right? We need to have A players on our team. We need to learn how to be a leader. So I think there's a ton of value in that. Is there anything else you'd add to that? Well, Michael Jordan also had Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen. He never won a championship without Scottie Pippen. So um, super important to let, – let's just start with the basics too. Let's say that you, you know, there's a ton of you out there that have teams, and let's say there's a ton of you out there that are solopreneurs. Just starting the business doesn't matter where you are. If you don't have a vision for your business and you haven't created an uh, organizational chart for your business – if you haven't done some of that groundwork as like the visionary of your company, then you're putting yourself in a bad position because you don't know what the next step in your business looks like. So if you're sitting there and you're a solopreneur, you say, all right, well, if I want to accomplish X goal, who do I, who am I going to have to surround myself with in order to get there? Or who am I going to surround myself with to make it easier to get there? Because I mean, I'm a firm believer that especially in our line of business, buying and selling on terms, you could muscle your way to a million dollars. You definitely could. You could do that with you and maybe one or two virtual assistants, low-paying virtual assistants. But do you want to do that? It's a lot better, in my opinion, to not muscle it to a million dollars, and that way you can actually live and enjoy the things that you actually want out of life, not just doing real estate. So I would suggest to everybody, if you could do one thing today, it's set the vision of your company. Set the organizational chart for the future, and that way you know where you're going. You know when you see some key players – and you know when to add those eight players at that time because you know the key positions that are need to be filled. And that way, again, you can elevate to this, to this podcast. You can elevate and continue to, to move your business forward. Yeah, clarity creates action. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And I think there's so much value in just having the awareness of, you know, first of all, what positions do you need to fill? What roles do we need to fill? And thinking of what other functions would help us get to our outcome? Because at the end of the day, it is about, visualization. It is about clarity. It is about, you know, putting things into a little bit of a roadmap and putting people in place to help you with that. And not only people, but tools and systems. And I mean, there's so much technology and other forms of leverage that you can utilize in your business. But I also resonate with you so deeply on that because, you know, yeah, you can muscle your way to a million dollar business, but it's, it could be brutal otherwise, unless you put systems in place because, Real estate is a vehicle. I say this on and on and on and on. It is a vehicle towards creating an outcome. So do you want it? Do you want to be, you know, the slave to this vehicle or do you want the vehicle to be, you know, one that you drive? And so I think it, it does start with that clarity. It does start with the intention and, and, and the awareness of what you need to do next. So I love that. You know, you talk about buying real estate on terms and, and obviously there's a lot of creativity involved there. Um, talk to me, why do you think that that is, um, you know, a relevant approach in today's marketplace? Uh, it, it has to be more relevant now than at any other time. Uh, well, we built this business originally because my father-in-law, Chris, who found the company actually, you know, lost his shirt in 08 uh, because he personally signed on a large amount of real estate. Uh, and he promised he would never do that again. So that's where this model kind of evolved from, which was we're not going to sign personally on things. We're not going to use our own cash. We're not going to use our own credit. 
And we typically don't use banks or investors either. Uh, there's so many deals out there where you don't even have to put little to no money down in deals. But as you said, it's great. That, that's the type of person we are. That's the type of CEO or the type of business uh, real estate entrepreneur that you would be if you got involved in this type of niche. Um, it's super relevant because right now banks are tightening up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're raising credit scores. They're raising reserves. You have to have a lot more reserves than you used to. Um, you have to have a larger deposit as a, uh, as a buyer uh, than, you, than you used to. So now, right now, banks are super tight. So what, is, what has happened when, when they're tight on buyers? That means that sellers' houses in most markets, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of markets out there are still hot. Uh, in most markets, the, uh, the houses are staying on market much longer now or more houses are expiring from their listings and being uh, on the traditional market. So once that effect comes into play, now sellers are looking for alternative ways to sell their house. There's still people out there that even though they couldn't sell their house and it goes to expire that already relocated or already have another house. And what are they going to do? They're going to need help from other people. So, and then there's plenty of sellers out there that now just don't even want to deal with the traditional market because they're worried about COVID. They worry about all those things. So us as investors, we don't have to do showings and viewings and walkthroughs, all that stuff. We just, we can do, we can do a lot more creative things in order to sell properties once we buy them. Uh, that way sellers don't have to get caught kind of in that same traditional rat race. So uh, again, we buy a lot of properties in hot, cold, any type of market, but right now we're just seeing such a spike in transactions, not only locally here in Southern New England, but across the nation uh, with our associates, just because more than ever sellers and buyers need the alternative options in order to get the end result that they want, which is either selling or buying us. Yeah, I love it. And I think that there's, there's just so much value in learning, you know, the different roles that you can play or the different, you know, strategies that you can employ in real estate, because it's really endless. It can be, it can create a little bit of analysis paralysis if you're not careful, but, you know, giving yourself an awareness of what, what, what creative options are there out there that I can employ in my business. And so I, I really appreciate that. One thing you talked about earlier was just your goal to do 1500 transactions with your clients this year. I'd be curious. I mean, what other goals or, or sites have you set your, 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 your sites on right now in terms of maybe over the next six, 12 months or so? I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's our one major goal. I can promise you that it's a lot of work and it that's takes, a big one. Uh, it's our mission statement. Um, which is real important when it comes to clarity. I mean, as a company, we make all of our decisions specifically based upon that. Um, we just, uh, our, we had a podcast goal to hit over 10,000 downloads uh, on the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. We just hit 83 last month. Uh, so that's, that's climbing. We have a goal of having over 250 people at our upcoming QLS Live event. Uh, we have some amazing speakers like Ed Millette, it's our keynote. Uh, Mike McCallowitz is going to be there. Uh, so we have uh, an amazing virtual event coming. So shameless plug, but just go to QLSlive.com. Uh, go ahead and purchase your ticket. And Tyler, of course, if you want to come, we'll hang up as a VIP. Um, so it's an invite for you. And um, so those are those are the, like, the next 90-day goals that we're, we're looking at here. Uh, our entire focus uh, specifically is around our associates and helping them do deals. Uh, that's, that's how we built this business. That's, uh, how we've been different than most other, uh, coaching and consulting companies out there. And that's because we're very driven to 
the end result uh, and we lock arms and get in the trenches to make sure they get it done. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. That's awesome, man. And I, I just love the clarity and the vision and, you know, the specific focus on your outcomes and being so clear on what that is and being hyper-focused. I think there's just so much value in that. Zach, one thing I'd love to know, just kind of shifting back to you personally as a leader and as someone who's continuing to grow to be able to really accomplish big goals like this, you know, talk to me about how, how are you additionally investing in yourself um, in addition to, you know, focusing on your your routines and you know, the compound effect of, of those focuses, but what, how else are you investing in yourself right now? Yeah. So, uh, from a, uh, personal development standpoint, I'm part of a, an amazing community, uh, called the flow research collective. Uh, Stephen Kotler, he had that book, uh, the rise of Superman. It's all about getting into flow. Uh, that's why I like those like hour and a half blocks are so very important to me. Uh, and being super unitasked on like one thing that way you can get fully into flow. And I know that's a little bit of a, a woo woo term as well, but uh, how many of us are out there that go for runs and you get runners high or you're working on a project and all of a sudden time passes. Um, like those, those are the type of uh, positions I try to put myself in at least on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, because once you're in that type of state, and again, I'm not a scientist or anything, but once you're in that type of state, what I found is, is that you're at least, you know, five, 10 times more productive. Uh, so if, if I can get into those states more often, that means that my company is going to be 10 times more productive. Uh, so in all, in all honesty, I can show up on Monday, be in those states and then go home and the rest of my competition would have to work the entire week. So that's the type of things that uh, I'm working on to just better myself. I'm super focused on uh, mindset as well. I'm, I'm reading a book called uh, uh, The Impossible Mind, and it's all about mental models and how to think through things. Uh, there's another good book that I'm, I'm listening to right now called The Road Less Stupid, uh, which is all about like how to think of certain things when you come across you know problems, not only real estate problems, business problems, and personal problems, and taking think time and looking at all angles that way you're not missing things. Uh, one of the quotes in the book is like, what do I not see? And the, because the things I don't see cost me time and money. So if I can figure that out, um, and then from, and that's just from like a mental standpoint, but from a physical standpoint, uh, I mean, I've been like a vegetarian now for almost a year, I think. Uh, I'd love to say I'm vegan, but you know, I, on occasion I, I have things that wouldn't fit in the vegan world. So, uh, I just, uh, I'm not a, more of a plant-based diet than ever before. And uh, I did that originally because I had my second kid. I was looking for more energy. Um, so I did some research, I did it. And then now that's been the case for 
for a while now. So not to say that's the best diet everywhere, but it, it happens to work for me. So I'm always looking for how can I get better health-wise, financial, uh, mental, and that way I can be more well-rounded. That's awesome, man. And thank you for giving us a look in uh, to all of those aspects. One thing I'd love to circle back on was just flow state. Um, you know, wh- what are two or three tips that you'd point to in terms of things that have worked for you personally to get you into that flow, you know, position or flow state? Yeah, one would be like a, a super clear goal, like uh, not like, you know, exactly what you want to do. So you got a project for an hour and a half, like what is the end result? Like there's no ambiguity. Uh, number two would be like really uni tasks. Like we're only working on one thing. Like that's it. Like you're in it, you're working on one thing. Um, uh, third would be like eliminating all distractions. Like they talk about living your life on like airplane mode because we're just all bombarded with so much stuff. And of course, as you start to grow companies or you're maybe a solopreneur and you're also working a full-time job, like you have all these things happening. Uh, so like shutting off all your notifications and scheduling time to look at those, like look at your uh, emails or look at your, your phone. Uh, I think they said, uh, this is just from the, the research collective that we're all distracted about every five minutes we get interrupted. And then it takes us roughly five to 10 minutes to get re back into the task. So just think about that. You're, we're all productive for like 10 minutes at a time, uh, maybe 10 times over the course of a day. Uh, it's just, it's just not productive. So, uh, eliminate all distractions, shut up all your notifications and then schedule in, like, I'm going to check my text messages, uh, like before I start my day at lunchtime and then at dinner and that's it. Or I'm going to check my email once or twice a day. Um, uh, those are, I'd say those would be just some couple things. Um, last thing would be that we tend to, we tend to take ourselves out of a, like a really concentrated state like flow because um, we, t- we get bored easily, right? So it's like you're in it. Um, we all find ourselves in this position. We're like sitting in it. We're like 20 minutes in. We know that we're about to like get a deep dive, but then all of a sudden we check our phone or we walk to the bathroom. We do something like that. So um, there's this thing called struggle phase before you actually get into this, this flow state, and that is um, – and you have to work through the struggle phase. Like you have to keep yourself more dialed in because then at that state – you then will uh, you'll kind of fall into it. So a little bit, I, I suggest you go through all this stuff. I'm not a professional at flow states, just something that I'm studying and found super helpful. Um, also, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Get, let your mind relax. Yeah, get some, get some movement in the body that's designed for movement, right? We have a sedentary lifestyle, and if we're not careful – you know, that's, that's what creeps in and that's what persists in our life. So I think being conscious of that is highly important. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And also it's so interesting as you describe sort of the steps there in terms of getting yourself in position or putting yourself in position to perform, you know, in a flow state, you know, having a clarity for the outcome, you know, it almost like releases all like ambiguity and it, and it provides that energy, right? It's like, I know exactly what I'm here to do. I know exactly what I'm focused on doing. So that now I can focus my efforts truly on this. And, and I love just what you said about living your life on airplane mode. I mean, there's I, like the do not disturb button on my phone is like the most used button, you know, <laughs> ever. I mean, like I can't focus otherwise because, you know, you get emails, you get text messages, you get social media, you know, notifications and they throw you off. And half of the social media notifications are not even someone that's, you know, you know, following you or whatever. It's like someone else is going live or whatever. And it's like, 
oh my gosh, we've got to take control of this stuff, you know, so that we can focus. And it, it's so interesting what happens when you don't. So I love that. Is there anything else that you add, you'd add to that, Zach? Uh, other than just, uh, I do a lot of breathing exercises. I'm a big fan of the XPT app. I don't know if you guys have ever used that before. Uh, it's free. It's, uh, Laird Hamilton, the famous, uh, surfer, but there's breathing exercises like box breathing or something like that. So like box breathing is like you breathe in for four seconds, hold it, breathe out for four seconds, hold it. And you do that. And apparently that, that, uh, triggers adrenaline in your brain, which of course triggers funk, triggers focus. So doing like some box breathing for a little bit, uh, research it, uh, and then also just going for a run or going for a walk, getting your body moving, let, allowing your frontal lobe to shut off. Because uh, we all get in that, right? I don't, I don't know if you're a runner or if you work out, but like 20 minutes into your run, all of a sudden all these ideas just start clicking. You're like, oh my God, I'm like an idea man now. I'm like, everything's clicking, everything's working. Uh, and it's just because your frontal lobe shuts off, so your inner critic shuts off. So then you're able to actually be in a super creative state. So do a run or go for a nice walk before you're going to dive into a project. Uh, and it'll put you in a more relaxed state, which allows you to kind of focus. I appreciate all those tactics. I think there's so much that folks can apply immediately. So if you're listening and you just got some great ideas, make sure you jot those down, put them in your phone notes, put them somewhere and take action, apply those into your life and see how it works. Because, you know, there's things that work, there's things that don't for each of us and you have to test it out yourself. So I appreciate all of that, Zach. You know, what, what would you say if you had to distill all this down? I mean, your commitment to growing as an individual, as a leader, as a real estate investor, as a coach, you know, what's the driving force behind what you do? Uh, that's it. It's two of them. Uh, number one is definitely my family. I always want to make sure they have everything uh, that I didn't have growing up. Uh, I want to put my son and daughter in, a, in an amazing position. I have a lot of goals surrounding that. Uh, and I also, I mean, I also have that innate of uh, proving people wrong. I was, I was always in trouble as a kid. I was, I was told I wasn't going to graduate high school. Uh, I wasn't going to go to college. And I think I only went to college because everybody told me I couldn't. Uh, so there's, there's a lot, there's ego behind it. I'm sure, uh, as we all have it, but, uh, the inner drive is definitely growth, of the family, um, continued growth personally. And then now, because uh, we've grown such an amazing community, we call them the Wicked Smart Community, or you know, we're from the Northeast, so our brand is Wicked Smart. Um, I, I love watching people, people grow and, and grow their own businesses uh, and be able to accomplish some financial freedom. Uh, we just had one of our high six associates, which is one of our, our student levels, and um, he was talking about how he was ready to leave his job and how he's been fearful of committing for the last like seven years. And he had this huge regret about not committing to, to get involved in real estate or really it was to spend more time with his family. So he saw real estate as a fantastic vehicle. Uh, and you know, he was tearing up a little bit. So it was just amazing to see the transformation in his life. Uh, and we've, uh, I think we've helped seven people retire this year from their full-time job. So a lot of that continues to, the uh, external things are now that I didn't originally foresee are now driving a, a lot of my movements. Because uh, we get asked a lot, you know, why don't you guys just buy and sell real estate? Like, why do this whole coaching thing? Like, can't you could buy and sell real estate for 20 hours a week and have a, a, a great portfolio and live life. But I think it's the, until you've coached and until you've helped people grow, uh, then you don't take, 
you wouldn't know because you wouldn't be able to experience it. I totally agree. I mean, there are times when I get honestly tearful when I think of how fulfilled it makes me feel when I see my coaching clients succeed and build things and overcome limiting beliefs and get clarity on what it is that they need to do next or what it is that they want and to build this vehicle towards creating anything that they want in their life. And you're, you're right, man. It is so fulfilling. And it's awesome that we all have the opportunity to grow as people and in, as individuals to not only lead ourselves, but also lead other people around us and, you know, create more opportunities and create more fulfillment that really kind of is like a, I feel like it's a domino effect around the planet. And so it's great to be a part of this type of community and have these type of conversations. And so I just honor you for, for what you guys are doing and all of that. And, and I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to transition into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. It's all about continuing to push the limits, continuing to raise the bar, scaling the mountaintop. While it might be challenging, it might be uncomfortable. We're going to continue to push through. We're going to continue to look across the landscape and say, look, here's another intention that we want to create in our life. Here's another outcome. And we're committed to doing that. And so we've got a few questions for you here. The first of which we've already talked about a few books that you're reading right now, but I'd love to know if you were to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read, what would those be and why? Uh, first one would be uh, You Were Born Rich uh, by Bob Proctor. Uh, he's, uh, I was the first uh, personal development uh, and like performance person that I've ever followed. Uh, love that guy. He's amazing. I've been to a couple of his events. Uh, that'd be the first one. The second one, um, hmm, that's a good, good question. I'm like looking around all my books. Um, I know I have to do coaching, the same sometimes. Coaching Conversations was a really good book. Um, and that is by, uh, I don't have it right in front of me. Coaching Conversations is a good book, especially for a coach or somebody that is in a position where they're, they're about to start leading a team or, or have reports or they're growing a company. Um, the trillion dollar coach is another one that I love, uh, all about Bill Campbell. Uh, that guy is probably my idol when it comes to, uh, when it comes to being a coach and things like that. Um, I'm a big football fan. I played football in high school and the fact that somebody could be a football coach and then go and coach all of these, uh, amazing leaders, uh, in the, in the, you know, the tech world, like Apple and Google and Amazon, um, and be so humble from what everybody tells you in the books uh, is amazing. So that's another major one. Uh, from like a business standpoint too, I think Never Split the Difference is a fantastic book. If you're looking for very specific like scripts, sales, things like that, another great book. Uh, I try to read as many many books or listen to as many books as I possibly can. And if you just look, listen for a really good read, something that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat and you like audibles, then Shoe Dog is, is amazing. Uh, I love it's like the story is amazing. So no, I, I that will that, that will show that. you what you can and cannot do in your life, uh, which is you basically can do anything you set your mind to. Anything is possible if you're willing to persevere is one of the big lessons I got from that one. But yeah, I agree. I mean, reading is so exciting. There's so many new things that you can learn, so many new things that you can apply in your life. And I just wanted to make a mention of, you know, you mentioned Bill Campbell with Tr Trillion Dollar Coach. And it's so awesome to see the legacy that he made just through really investing in other people. He didn't have to do any of that of what he did. Obviously, you know, it benefited him in many ways to collaborate with guys like Steve Jobs and some of these 
icons that, you know, have built some amazing, you know, new things for our planet. But it's, it's really cool to see what sort of impact you can have on other people when you place focus on them. And when you, you know, share the brutal facts and when you, you know, you have tough love and all these different things. So there's so many lessons that you can learn from these type of books. So I really appreciate that. We'll put links in the show notes to all of these amazing books that Zach shared there. Um, you know, beside outside of our discussion today, I'd be curious to know what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Uh, I would say the number one thing that I'm like, it, it may be small, but, and I talked about this earlier, which was like mindfulness. Um, I just have always been that type of person that's never known how to shut off. I'm always on the go. Like, as you know, being an entrepreneur, like your life blends so much with your personal life. And now that I have two small children, uh, an amazing wife, and it's just, uh, I, my focus has been trying to be present as often as possible. Uh, because I know I'm just missing some of those moments that I'm thinking about something that doesn't really matter that I can get to tomorrow. Uh, when I'm hanging out with my son or hanging out with my daughter. So uh, that is my focus. Um, that's how I believe I'll elevate my life uh, from a standpoint. So that's that's something that I'm just starting to get like some small glimpse, like a small win where I'd be like, oh, I was just there for like 30 seconds. That was good. So um, that, that's what I'm that's what I'm constantly, that's what I'm working on. I'll probably have to work on it for the next 50 years. Yeah, no, there's, it's such a depth of growth required from all of us in that, that perspective, just to be present and to be mindful. It's like, oh, well, I don't have to beat myself up for the fact that I was thinking about business when I'm sitting here with my family, but I can be aware of it and I can course correct next time. So I think that's a continual, you know, at least in my life and many others that, that I collaborate with, it's, it's a continued growth process. Uh, so beyond that, I mean, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Yeah. Um, I'm always constantly learning to try to be a better leader and a better coach. Uh, I think my, the best thing I can always do just cause I know I don't have all the answers. The best thing I can always do is just try to lead by example. Uh, I try to do again, it's the work on yourself personally and the external world will work out better. Um, uh, but also I think a, a thing that I constantly am working on to help others is my communication skills. <laughs> I can tell you, I I've done, I've had some uh, some teammates, and and the feedback always is Zach, you're not communicating things clear enough for me, and 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 you you run too fast sometimes. So I think um, right now communication, being clear, direct, and exactly what I'm looking for, uh, meaning what the end result would look like, and and then also being able to clearly communicate uh, a shared vision. Like we have a lot of coaches and now we have a lot of associates that we buy and sell property with so it's communicating that clear vision and then also helping individual individual associates uh be able to communicate their vision and and that way we're all in alignment so i can help them best so i think listening talking communicating is uh is something that uh, i'm going to work on to continue to elevate and uh, again probably another 50 years i'll be able to hop back on this podcast and tell you i've mastered it all right, we'll get it scheduled 50 years from today. We'll get you back on and we'll talk about how, how far have you progressed in all of these capacities and not just communication, but uh, Zach, what an amazing conversation. So much value here. Any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share with Elevate Nation today? Yeah, Elevate Nation, I think it'd be at least one thing I'd like to share for you, which is um, discover what you want to do in this world. Um, 
is I, I wish I had more clarity uh, before I start bartending, but you know, I'll take those skills. Uh, but I'm sure many of you are a lot older than me, have a lot more experience, and, and maybe uh, should have pulled the trigger five, 10 years ago, 20 years ago at chasing your dream. So I get super clear on what you actually want and then understand what the upside can be. And as long as you can live with the downside, then you can take action, right? It's a, the three questions that you should always ask yourself, which are, what's the upside? What's the downside? And can I live with the downside? And if you can live with the downside, so let's say you're sitting at a full-time job right now and you want to be a real estate entrepreneur, and the worst case that could happen is you lose your job and maybe you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck or you know, uh, something along those lines. And if you can live with that, considering the upside could be you could be in financial freedom, you could be traveling the world, you could be... Uh, you could change generational wealth for years. Like that's my focus. Like my kids are going to be so much better off than I was. Uh, and that's a huge major focus. So um, then, then take deliberate action. Once you're clear, take deliberate action. Uh, and then just don't stop until you get there. Like you can't fail unless you stop. So maybe those are three things, but you know, add more value than less. <laughs> What's the upside? What's the downside? And can I live with that downside? Man, there's so much power in clarity and in understanding when you shine the light on your fears, you know, how they get to be less fearful. You get to be, you know, less concerned about that downside because, you know, it's, it's probably not going to happen as long as you put a system in place, you put a strategy in place, you have clear vision of what needs to happen so that you can delegate to elevate and all of these different things. You can commit to your own personal growth, your own consistency, your own conscious habits, your own mindfulness, your, your, your physical health and all these different things. So what a phenomenal conversation, Zach. Really, really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, tell the listeners how they can follow you along and stay engaged with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you want to, if you're interested in more of how to buy and sell real estate without using your own cash credit or investors or banks, uh, go to smartrealestatecoach.com. We got a webinar there, so smartrealestatecoach.com slash webinar. Uh, if you're looking for a free copy, happy to give you a free copy of our new rules for real estate, uh, new rules for real estate investing right now. Uh, we originally would ship you out the copy, but with COVID, we don't have many people in office anymore. So you can go to www.newrulesforfree.com. Love to give you that book. Of course, you can always go on Amazon and go get it as well if you're like me and like a hard copy. Um, I think those would be the two places um, to get involved or definitely go ahead and listen to our podcast. That's smart real estate coach podcast, um, delivering uh, amazing talks, just like your man over here, Tyler. Uh, and then our YouTube channel would be the last thing I would definitely direct you to. If you're interested in how we actually do these types of deals without putting little to no money down, uh, go to our YouTube channel. We do a deal structure Sunday, every single Sunday. We have over 100 of them. It's probably over 120 of them now. Uh, you can dive in. We deep dive in each one of those deals and, you know, everything involved in it and how to be able to get them done yourself. So uh, just a couple of resources for you guys. That's awesome, man. Tons of resources there. And we'll put links in the show notes to everything that Zach just mentioned there just so you can access that very quickly. So be sure to reference that. But I also encourage you to re-listen to the show because repetition is key. And that's really how you're going to anchor in your own understanding of what we talked about today so that you can apply this to your life, to your business immediately. One of the things that I love to do is, is distill down to what are my top three key distinctions and what are things that I can take action on immediately. And obviously there's a ton more than three key distinctions that I would say that have come out of this show. So 
what is it that you can, you know, avoid some analysis paralysis to go ahead and take action now on what are some, what are the top three most important things that you can apply immediately? And I want to encourage you also to share this with someone else because the teacher is who learns the most. I mean, you can share this by obviously sharing the app immediately. You can put it on social media. You can share this and tag friends. You can tag Zach. You can tag myself, Elevate Podcast. But, you know, there's so many other ways to have a discussion. And I know that I learn by teaching. I learn by sharing. And you have the opportunity to do the same. So what is it that you learned today? And what can you do to pay it forward? Because guess what? When we share, you know, it also gives someone else the opportunity to succeed, to elevate, to create whatever it is that they want in their life, to elevate to a life without limits. And more than anything, it's all about taking massive action. You know, knowledge is only potential power. The power is it is really in taking action. So at the end of the day, Zach, what an amazing show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate your time, my man. Absolutely. Elevate Nation, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.